Good afternoon, everybody. This is Rachel Treese from FTS Global recording Flex and the City. And this afternoon, I'm delighted to be with James Gatoff, who is the Group Chief Marketing and Communications Officer of Lombard International Group. And we are, I believe, aren't we, James, in week 13 of lockdown. Hello, Rachel. Thank you so much for having me. And yes, I am in lockdown in London, and this is coming up to my 13th week at home, which is very unusual for me. Absolutely. Have you been to the hairdressers yet, James? No, no, no. Unfortunately, not like, unlike Luxembourg, uh, London is still closed for hairdressing. The UK is not allowed to, you're not allowed to go out to have your, your, your locks cut at the moment. So I'm very jealous of all my colleagues who are <laughs> now in Luxembourg who are able to go to restaurants and, and get their haircuts. Absolutely. Well, we hope to see you very soon over here, James. So we'd love to know, as we always do, um, a little bit about you and your story and how you came to be doing the role that you're doing um, with Lombard International Group. Oh, wow. OK. Um, where do I start? It's a bit sort of like uh, the start of a Star Wars movie a, a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away. But um, I, uh, I grew up in the northeast of England. I went to university in Manchester and, and Spain. And whilst I was in Manchester, I had to go into a placement year. And I worked for GE, the mm. big American conglomerates, in their plastics division, but in their finance team. So where I was working for a year. And then I managed to secure a graduate placement with them at the head office in uh, the Netherlands. So I went across after I graduated from university and lived there for a year or so. Um, but I went into their finance team and I was there to build P&Ls and balance sheets and things like that over a couple of years. And I realized that finance wasn't quite for me. So um, I left there and joined uh, Friends, Friends Providence, which was a mm. large insurance company. And I worked my way from a graduate training program into business development where I used to run the business development team in the UK, where we used to search for large corporate deals with the big banks and large institutions across the UK. And then I fell into um, becoming the chief of staff for the, uh, the group chief executive. And uh, on day two of me becoming his chief of staff, he said, Jamie, um, the communications team is, is broken. We want you to fix it. So I suddenly inherited communications, both internally and externally. And then day three was, Oh, and we need to think about a new brand because we're about to go off on a big M&A process. And, uh, and I so had a fantastic couple of years, well, you know, a good four or five years running, running corporate communications, brand and marketing mm -hmm. as we acquired various different businesses. And then Friends Life Group, after the rebranding, um, was acquired by Aviva. Um, I then subsequently left and became the, uh, the Group Marketing Communications Director of FNZ a large global fintech business from everything from the UK right the way through to Australia. So I had a fantastic time there. And then I was headhunted to join Lombard International Group. And I've been there now for three years and 10 months. Wow, fantastic. And you've lived in Luxembourg and you're now back in the United Kingdom. Absolutely. So I started off my, uh, my role in Luxembourg. So I used to live there during the week, Monday to Thursdays, for about three years. And I've now relocated back to the UK, but spend a lot of time on, my, on, on flights back and forth from Europe into the US, where we have a large business, right. and, and Asia as well. So, uh, so these times uh, over the last few, few weeks or 13 weeks have been quite yeah. interesting not to be on an aeroplane. Yeah. 
I bet, absolutely. So there's something that we share in common, isn't there, um, Jamie? So um, we are both marketeers. We've both worked in um, offshore life insurance. So I'm really curious because I'm interested in the business and I'm interested in marketing. How would you market what you do to Lombard International Group to your mum? <laughs> great question, Rachel. So I'm a great believer in storytelling. And I think the way in which I position Lombard International Group is that we help high net worth individuals, families and institutions to protect, preserve and pass on their legacy mm. to future generations. So all about wealth planning and succession planning. That's very, very clear. Fantastic. Thank you. And I know you, you're, you're quite a fan or, or people in your business are big fans of Simon Sinek and some of the teachings that he has about why. Uh, ab absolutely. Absolutely, Rachel. So when I joined the business, um, I was liaising with our executive chairman and I wasn't happy at that particular point in time about what our core purpose was. And as a storyteller, as a marketer, as a communications director, I like to tell stories. And I think it's really, really important that we can connect our core purpose as to what we do and how we do it with our, with our colleagues internally and with all our external stakeholders as well. So we did do a very quick mm. piece of work utilizing some of the, 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 the teachings and thoughts of Simon Sinek to actually understand a bit more about what our why is. And that's why we talk about making legacy counts. We think yeah. that's a really clear yeah. view as to why we're in business, what's our purpose to help help families and institutions across yeah, it's the globe. All about legacy, isn't it? Absolutely. Absolutely. So, uh, Jamie, we calculated, didn't we, that we are actually precisely on Wednesday in 96 days of lockdown. And I know that you have had a very big role as a leader um, in that period. First of all, um, leading um, your teams um, out um, to work remotely and obviously bringing everybody back home. Absolutely. So uh, Lombard International is based across three different continents across the globe. So we have people in the US, we have people across continental Europe and into Asia. And back in March, obviously, as the COVID-19 pandemic was evolving and evolving quite quickly, we got our team together. And part of my role at Lombard International is to run the crisis communications process and also the business continuity process as well. So we formed a small group with our group CFO, uh, Florent, and um, our HR director, Sandy and Petra in Europe, and Sandy as a group level, and uh, the facilities teams and IT teams to say, right, okay, how are we going to start to do this? Because mm. interestingly as well, we have Luxembourg, as you know, because you live there, is really at a bang at center of a number of different countries, including France, yeah. Belgium, Germany as well and each country actually had slightly different rules and regulations with what they were doing in response to COVID-19 so it was quite an interesting task to try and triangulate all the various different requirements needed our utmost our utmost priority was to ensure the health and safety and well-being of all our staff across the globe so if I just take Europe for an example yeah. we had to ensure that we were agile and that we could pivot relatively quickly ensuring that people could actually have technology back at home now not everybody in our organization has laptops so very quickly we decided that we needed to wi-fi enable all the desktops which our colleagues utilize day in day out and effectively choose which configuration of countries 
would we start to make sure that we could pivot people back to their right. home residences and to, to be remote working. So we did have an order of different countries coming out there and making sure that people literally took the desktops from their, from their desks and their monitors and all the kit to get home pretty quickly. So that was done really, really quickly in, in, in March and delighted to say that we got everybody home in good order. Uh, we managed to get the VPN systems, the technology, the way in which people could actually continue to work in, in, um, in their own homes and, and that worked very, very well. So we were very lucky and to, um, very thankful to all the help and support from our IT department mm. to be able to pivot very quickly on that. So that was the first phase. And then the second phase really was all about, well, how now do, how does everybody work in remote, in a, in a remote environment? How does everyone now work in lockdown? Because you're not gonna have the casual meeting at the coffee machine or meeting over lunchtime to share news and stories. And certainly we need to ensure that the people managers were actively engaging with their colleagues or, or their teams on a regular basis. So. We ran many, many different um, briefings through WebEx. We, we utilized WebEx rather than Zoom to do that. So at least you could see people and do things like that. And we also implemented a brand new intranet site as well um, so that people could have access to information. And it wasn't necessarily always just about specific work things. It was all about top tips, how you're gonna work from home now, how do you get your setup right in your own office? How do you still continue to engage as well? This whole, this whole concept of, of informal meetings as well, which people were missing from, from the office. And do you think, Jamie, you had to adapt your leadership style in any way during this, this period? Was there any, any? I think, yes, absolutely. I think we, we certainly as, a, as, as the communications director inside me, I always was a great advocate of making sure that we would over communicate if right. we needed to i think that was super super important and uh, whether we would have virtual team huddles or even like whatsapp groups as well so for example with my team i have various different teams and we set up two different whatsapp groups and we were literally every day whatsapping checking in on people are they okay aren't they okay what's the problem how can we solve things and i think it was really, really important to do that. We also had a new group chief executive starting as well. So right. um, Stuart Parkinson, my new boss, started on the 1st of April. During COVID. Oh, wow. First of during April. COVID, oh, wow. absolutely. So that was certainly lockdown and leadership and or leadership in lockdown. So we needed to ensure that he could engage with people mm. as well. So uh, unlike having a large film crew, he was sat in his home study in, in, in Buckinghamshire in, in uh in the UK and we had to show him to how to use your iPhone in landscape version, how you could record a message and then we could effectively publish that to all our colleagues across the globe. So yeah, it's been a challenge. We also want to ensure from a business continuity perspective, we were there and ready to serve our clients and our partners as best we could. And we were delighted that we, we've done a fantastic job. Fantastic, fantastic. So I'm gonna move on now to um, inspiring people. I'd love to know, Jamie, who is the most inspiring person you know and, and why? Oh, wow, wow, that's a great question, Rachel. So if you indulge me, I think one of the greatest people who I'm inspired by is my grandma. So my grandma is 101 and a half, 
okay. And it's oh, she's got her telegram then from the Queen. Well, she had a telegram, yes, absolutely. Back in 2019, she got a telegram from the Queen, which was fantastic. And she, she's my inspiration because she still lives at home. She's still pretty self-sufficient. And she has adopted and adapted to the use of technology. So about 10 years or so ago, when she was in her early 90s, so she was still, you know, relatively at a good old grand age then, we, uh, we bought her a laptop and a, an iPad, and she's really learned how to adapt and adopt this technology. So she has children and grandchildren and great-grandchildren living all over the world, and this is her source of data. So she loves to email, she's on Facebook, and she's really adapted to the new world of technology and digitalization. I've got goosebumps. I think if she can do it, anyone can. Well, that, that's always my adage now, Rachel, absolutely. So there is no excuse for, for our business partners or for our clients or for friends not to be able to adapt and effectively utilize technology. Absolutely. So talking about technology, that's a nice little segue into my next question. So you'll probably know if you've listened to some of the other flex in the cities that I always do a little bit of research. And I have heard a few little birds have told me that you are I hope you don't mind me saying this, Jamie, a space geek. Um, <laughs> tell me about space and why are you a space geek? Ah, oh, my goodness, you've got some good spies out there. So yes, I, I, I'm a great advocate of, of, of space. I was, I'm, I was very, very privileged and fortunate to, to go to Cape Canaveral last year. I diverted from a business trip down to Cape Canaveral last March to watch um, mm. SpaceX and... Uh, and Elon Musk launched the first Dragon cruise spaceship on the Falcon 9 rocket up to the space station. And that was the precursor to the manned mission, which was only done a couple of weeks back. So I was very lucky. It was, I had a wind of opportunity. It was at 3 a.m. So I had to get up at 9 o'clock in the evening. I had to drive from Orlando to, uh, to Cape Canaveral. And I waited there from about 10 o'clock at night till 3 o'clock in the morning. And it actually went off live, so it was fantastic. We had liftoff. And, and so, so Jamie, I'm I'm curious to know. I know he's a bit of a controversial character, but curious to, as to what you think about the vision and purpose of Elon Musk. Ah, there's an interesting question, Rachel. So I'm not going to go too much into Elon Musk himself, but I would say that his vision and purpose for SpaceX is has to be applauded from my perspective. Mm -hmm. I think incredibly entrepreneurial. He had a great vision, great foresight, and with great perseverance and real hard work, his team around him have now created the ability for the United States of America to launch manned missions from the U.S. soil up to the space station and beyond. And it's, it's just incredible. So yeah. I think that's a great, great example of entrepreneurship and vision and direction. Yeah, and I think your other um, uh, passion um, that I found out about is for photography what kind of photographs do you take jamie ah, okay so yeah i mean I, I like to take i like to take some photographs I'm, I'm a great believer in sort of taking some photographs of, of uh celestial objects the moon so last night yeah. jupiter was up in the in the southern east sky of the united kingdom you could get to see the four galilean moons around jupiter as well and i like landscapes and uh, and things like that so it ties quite nicely at times into into marketing and all the collateral which we develop as well at Lombard International. Absolutely. And is there something that people can learn from the lens? Oh, well, as, as a marketer and, and, and a, a communications director, 
I'm a great believer in storytelling. So I think photography also really helps to convey messages. It can convey a message um, in detail, if you want to really get into the detail of a, of a photograph, or also show the bigger picture. Yeah. And I think yeah. we can certainly learn from that as well to really build in and get the emotions running here as well. How do you tap into the emotions yeah. of human beings? How can you get them to really want to understand a little bit more about what you do and why you do it and how you do it? Nice, you're speaking my language. You're speaking my language, that's for sure. Um, so, very what really motivates you? What are your core values? Um, so I, 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 I get a kick out of change. So I, sometimes a bit of a cliche, but uh, through all the roles I've done over my career, it hasn't been the normal, it hasn't been the status quo. So I quite like to challenge the status quo, but only challenge it where you can be productive. Okay, I'm not, I'm not one of these people who want to just challenge for the sake of challenging. But I am also one of these people who constantly ask, well, why? Just talk to me as if I'm a five-year-old for a minute. Explain to me why we can't do something. And let's try and overcome that and drive it forward. So um, loyalty, integrity are really critical to, to me, and my values, my team around me. But I do want people to think differently, be creative, and have some pace and energy. I think in, in marketing communications, there's a lot of blah, blah, blah. And I think we've got to make sure that we're adding value. Having come from a business development background myself, running business development and running large institutional relationships in the past, I do genuinely believe that marketing communications should add and be the profit center helping working in partnership with sales colleagues. And it's no longer just the cost center. Absolutely. And I, I, my sense is that you really come at this with that lovely curiosity, which is a real coaching leadership style, which is fantastic. Um, what keeps you up at night, Jamie? <laughs> What's going on? What keeps you awake? Oh, oh gosh. Well, a, a good movie always keeps me up, but, um, <laughs> awake. but uh, and I should probably watch a movie just before I'm going to go to bed. I think it's about striving to always be the best in what we're doing at work. Uh, at mm -hmm. Lombard International, I'm very privileged to work for a company which is the market leader mm -hmm. in its product category across the globe. And it's, it's, it's a fabulous place to be. And we've done an awful lot through our Marcoms, through social and digital, as well as actually physical meetings. And we'll get back to physical meetings all being well towards, towards Q3 and Q4. So we've always been the vanguard in our field. Right. And I think what's really critical is how do you remain there? You can never be complacent. So that's what I try to instill in my team and my colleagues around me is what's next? Let's not just sit here. What, how we're going to do something different how are we going to do something better next year mm. and that's that's that keeps me awake at times to think You're about all what's about new. innovation jamie all about innovation absolutely so, that's kind um, of so i'm going to move on to culture because that's critically important it's always important but critically important now and i know that at lombard international group inclusion is a really important part of your culture so I'm curious to find out a bit more about how inclusion impacts your performance as, as an organization. Absolutely, Rachel. Um, and it really is an important part of our business. Inclusion is what we're all about. Okay, so we have 40 different nationalities speaking 30 different languages across the globe. Uh, we want to embrace as much inclusion, as much diversity as possible, because that helps us diversity of thought, diversity of thinking, 
creativity is super super important to us and it's part of what our values are as well so so we have an acronym for our company values which is spirit which stands for soul of a small company passion integrity respect innovation and teamwork and inclusion runs through all of that it's the dna of our business so that we can communicate with our partners and our clients in their native tongue if we wish to we can understand what's going on from a cultural perspective in their society and the communities in which we serve and work in and it's super important to do that that's great fantastic and so i've got one final big question for you the big question you ready oh gosh pressure <laughs> pressure pressure no pressure no pressure i would love to ask you jamie what does the future of financial services look like from space yeah my goodness rachel that's a great question that's a great question um it may be cliche to say this but i think it looks very bright um i think it's like one of the shining stars in our galaxy the reason why well i believe that certainly over the last sort of three or four months what we've certainly learned from covid pandemic and covid19 is that people have come to terms a little bit more with their their own mortality and i think people mm, do yeah. think about the future, they think about their future generations. So I, I would pivot back to, it's very close to our heart at Lombard International, is our core purpose, helping people protect, preserve, and pass on their legacy for future mm -hmm. generations. And I think as long as people continue to want that, our clients, our partners, new clients, new partners across the globe will want help and support from experts around the globe in lots of different fields of financial services to help them navigate through the uncertainty and the complex so that they can leave something behind and also make their own legacy count. James Gattoff, thank you so much for sharing your galaxy with us on Flex in the City. Uh, we've loved having you. Thank you so much for joining us. It's my pleasure. Thank you very much indeed for having me. It's been a great honour.